and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. This month, we are talking about eliminating contention, as President Nelson asked in his talk from the last General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints entitled, Peacemakers Needed. Last week, we talked about how pride gets in the way of that, and this week, we are addressing another underlying issue that often unintentionally leads to contention in our relationships, and that is the hurdle of our unmet needs. The truth is, we all come with needs, and we'll either seek to meet them in healthy ways, or ignore our needs or seek to meet them in unhealthy ways. Young kids are actually really good about asking for what they need. I remember many times when my kids would tell me exactly what they wanted me to do with statements like, I'm hungry, or I want you to play a game with me, or watch me, mom. As we get older, we tend to lose our ability to communicate our needs either because we're not aware of them or we don't want to impose on others. Can you think of an example of a time you've seen an older child seeking to meet a need in an unhealthy way? If they're not getting attention or are worried about something, maybe. We all have needs, and if we're not able to communicate about them or get them met in healthy ways, we end up trying to meet them in unhealthy ways. I love being able to turn complaints around like this for couples. Statements like, you always put your friends first, could mean, I want to be number one for you. Or you're always on your phone or you never have time for me could mean I want to spend time with you. You never give me compliments or take me on dates could mean do you still love me? We can listen to the needs behind the complaints of our close people and work together to practice communicating clearly what our needs are instead of using complaints, escalation, or tantrums to meet our needs. In 2021, Christy Schwegman a licensed clinical social worker, wrote a great article entitled, How to Identify and Get Your Emotional Needs Met. She said, quote, what do you need? This seems like a simple, straightforward question, but it actually requires self-reflection and awareness. So many of us are screaming at people or stonewalling them for things without actually knowing what the underlying need is and articulating that instead Knowing what you need and how to ask for it will strengthen your relationships and minimize conflicts. Understanding our emotional needs empowers us to make ourselves happy and can relieve a sense of helplessness that can often cause distress. We can look at the imbalances in our jobs, relationships, and environments from a unique perspective. Instead of thinking there is something wrong with us, we can ask, what needs are not being met? This leads us to problem solve more effectively. When you are having a strong reaction, think fear, anger, anxiety, or desperation, stop and ask yourself, what am I needing here? Dive beneath those service emotions and strong reactions at what lurks beneath them. I often have clients imagine an iceberg. The part of the iceberg that is sticking out of the ocean and can be seen easily are those strong reactions and emotions. But underneath the water and what is harder to see are those primary fears, needs, and emotions that drive those strong reactions and emotions. We believe the myth that needing is a burden and not needing makes us more lovable. We need to break the belief that it's weak to have needs. 
So often we starve our needs to the point where we don't even know what we need anymore and we can't even name them. I challenge you to let go of the idol of self-sufficiency and lean into connection and vulnerability. She continues, are unmet needs creating conflict in your relationship? The round and round negative cycle of escalation, guessing, expecting, reacting, blaming, resisting, or avoiding is toxic. It can lead to disconnection, infidelity, and even divorce. This cycle is a desperate and unproductive struggle to get your needs met because there is a lack of awareness, clear communication, and understanding. This conflict starts with something that goes on inside of you. You want something, you have a need, and you're not getting it. Think of the iceberg again. Dive deeper past the easy-to-see reactions and defenses and ask yourself, what is it that you want at this moment? Every unresolved conflict and every hurt that's not resolved with patience and understanding means your relationship is burdened with more and more unmet needs and more resentment. She concludes, we articulate our needs and yet we also accept the relationship's limitations, not because we have to, but because we have decided it is worth it. Because we value the relationship and ourselves enough to speak up and learn to communicate effectively and to have the best relationship possible, end quote. There is so much good information in there. I love that she talks about the realities of not clearly communicating our needs and how it can build resentment and disconnection. We do not yet have the ability to be mind readers. We are not adept at taking the hint. There's another excellent resource in the book, Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Joshua Schultz gives a wonderful summary of nonviolent communication. This is found on the Positive Psychology website. He says, nonviolent communication is about how often in the pursuit to get our way, we may habitually turn to using things such as fear, guilt, shame, or coercion, causing harm to ourselves and others. He says, quote, instead, we can learn to express ourselves clearly and honestly while listening to our needs and others. It invites us to make specific doable requests such requests are never demanded. Nonviolent communication considers demands always to be violent, intimidating, and forceful, the source of many ineffective and unhelpful communication exchanges. Requests in nonviolent communication are positive. This means requesting what you want rather than what you don't want. An example of this would be saying, I'd like you to spend more time with me at home rather than I don't want you to spend so much time at work. The most effective way to separate a request from a demand is to include in the statement your own feelings and needs. This requires being conscious of what you are asking for and why you are asking for it, end quote. So again, seeking to be aware of and meet our needs in healthy ways can make such a difference in our relationships. It takes the burden of assuming or expectations away. We all have needs and we are all responsible for our own needs. No one else is responsible for meeting our needs. However, we build relationships and community in order to help us meet our needs. We never want to expect one person to meet all our needs, and we never want to expect someone to meet our needs if we haven't figured out what they are or communicated clearly about them. We want to evaluate our needs and see if they are reasonable. As stated in the quote above, Let's lean into vulnerability and connection. It takes practice, but get with some safe people and practice. So my summary in 60 seconds or less is this. Part of being human is having needs. We all have them. Sometimes we are aware of them and sometimes 
We are not. We are always seeking to meet our needs, however, whether they're conscious or unconscious. And when we are not seeking to meet them in healthy ways, we start trying to get them met in unhealthy ways. We need to take responsibility for our needs. This includes learning what they are and using clear communication to get these needs met. When we aren't taking responsibility for our needs and clearly communicating about them, we could be building resentment and disconnection, which are the breeding grounds for contention. Instead, we want to seek to communicate clearly about what we are hoping for, avoiding vague hints or expecting someone to read our mind or just know. And we want to communicate in a way that balances our needs with those of the other person and considers both equally valid. We want to lean into connection and vulnerability with those who are up for receiving us in healthy ways. Doesn't that sound nice? I really hope you'll give it a try. I'm including a feelings and needs list along with a guide to how to use it in your communication on the Sociocracy for All's website that I will include a link for in the show notes. So bring someone into an experiment to try it out with you and see if it is helpful for you. See if it improves your relationship. See if it lessens contention and gets rid of resentments and helps you to feel more happy and fulfilled in your relationships. So here's to you and your rewarding relationships. I hope you have an excellent week, my friends, and I will talk to you again later. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problem.